In 2019, I had bought my sister and I tickets to see 21 Pilots in Oklahoma City. At the time, I was a 20-year-old, petite woman. I'm a super fan of their music, so I made my sister pack and be ready to line up at the venue around 2 to 3 a.m. to get decent spots in the pit. We got there and were greeted by other fans and had a pretty good time. I was able to park my car in a lot pretty close to the venue and got away with it until about 5 to 6 a.m. when police and venue management told us that anyone parked on the lot would be towed if not moved in the next hour. At that time, the venue management had made an actual line to clear up the door. My sister didn't have her license at the time, and we were able to become acquainted with some of the people in line, so I felt comfortable for her to stay in line while I found a new place to park. Fast forward to me finding a Sonic Burger that was close by, and I figured I could get away with free parking. I started the close to a mile walk back to the venue. I then found an alleyway that looked to be one of those nightlife streets that are connected to bars. Since it was broad daylight and I knew I would save time going this route, I wasn't apprehensive about taking the alleyway back. Although now, I wish I had been. About halfway through the alleyway, I saw a thin man, no later than in his 40s, sitting at one of the bar's back patios. When he saw me, he made a joke about a pillow I was carrying. My sister had texted me and asked me to bring one back so that she could nap before the concert. He then asked me where I was headed, in which I stupidly told him the concert downtown. He asked me if I wanted drugs, in which I replied, no, and then asked if he could come with, which I lied and told him that it was sold out. This entire exchange, I kept walking while he was talking to hopefully shake him off or show no interest in the conversation. When I had reached the end of the alley, I had a bad feeling that I was being followed, so when I turned the corner, I quickly jogged to hopefully gain some distance between us, if that was the case. Unfortunately, I was correct. I remember hearing fast footsteps following behind me and then abruptly stopping when I turned to look behind me. It was almost like a movie where he would rush behind something when I turned, thinking that I didn't see him. At this point, I panicked and started trying to spot the closest store to me. It was almost 6am at this point, so anything I did pass was closed, but I was in a suburban area with more apartment buildings than stores. I turned another corner and saw a man was coming out of his home. I hurried up to the man and remember asking him if he could help me because I was scared and felt unsafe because there was someone following me. At this point, the scrawny man from the alley had gained on me and was only a few feet away from us. The man following me then began telling the guy I was asking for help that I was a liar and don't listen to her, man. The guy coming out of his home then looked at me and then back at the creep and told me, sorry, I can't help you, and proceeded to close his door in my face. I have never to this day felt so utterly helpless in my life. I turned to the creepy guy and pled with him to please leave me alone. He kept telling me that I wasn't going anywhere, and I wasn't going to no concert, and a bunch of other threatening comments. By some luck, I was able to spot a group of people in 21 Pilots merch across the street and sprinted across, started walking with them. I quickly told them what was happening, and if I could walk with them to the venue, and they told me yes. I think the creepy man lost interest in me as I saw him walking slowly back in the opposite direction. I was able to make it back to the venue fine, but immediately broke down upon seeing my sister. I thanked my new acquaintances and called the cops. I was told that he does this a lot and that he's not harmless. I was told by the venue security guards that they would walk me back to my car after the concert, but upon returning to the same spot for them to do so, they weren't there. To say I was pretty disappointed in how it was handled is an understatement. 
It still freaks me out to this day how easily I could have been taken and not be in the position to share this story with you today. I want to start by saying that this isn't the first bad experience I've had dog sitting, but it's definitely the worst. So I started dog sitting back when I was 13 and made good money doing it. I'm currently 19 and this happened just a year ago. I'd create posts on Facebook and Instagram about it often and would get people in my messages asking me to dog sit. I got a notification from Instagram one day stating someone was trying to message me. I accepted it and the message said that me and my wife are looking to find a dog sitter while we go away for a week to Florida. You'll have to work the 4th through 11th this month. We'll pay you $300 for the week and you're welcome to stay at our house. I started talking back and forth with this man. We're going to call him Mr. Brown for the sake of privacy. So I agreed to take the gig and told him I would stay at his house for the entire week. Once I got there, I was introduced to his two dogs, Mina and Letty. Mina was a little Yorkie and Letty was a blue hound. I was shown around his house, which was surrounded by 76 acres. I live in a farm town and on 32 acres myself, so staying here didn't really freak me out. The closest neighbors were pretty far away though, and you would actually have to drive there if you wanted to talk to them. They told me the rules and when to feed them, blah blah blah, then Mrs. Brown told me about the nearest neighbor. In her words, she was a nice person, just a little drugged up and confused. She mentioned how sometimes she would pull into their driveway instead of hers and would end up mistaking Mrs. Brown for her dead daughter. Hearing this made me feel pretty bad for her. I know all too well how hard it is for parents to lose their child because of how my parents were after losing my brother in a car accident. Mrs. Brown said she shouldn't do anything bad though and if she came up to the house, just point her back home and she should leave with no problem. After they left, I was down to watch movies and just chill with the dogs. The first two days were fine with no hiccups. The third day, however, the old woman, who I'll call Miss Rose, did pull into the driveway. I came outside as she was getting out of the car. She looked up to see me, and immediately she got back in her car and left. I chalked it up to her realizing it was the wrong house when she saw me and went back inside. Later that night, though, I got a call from Mrs. Brown asking if I was okay. I said yes and asked why. She then went on to tell me about how she got a call from Miss Rose and that she said there was a robber at their house. I explained what happened and she just laughed and said she must have been confused and forgot that they were out of town. I ended the phone call making a note to go over there tomorrow to clear the air about me being a quote-unquote robber. Once I went to bed that night, things got crazy. I woke up around 2 a.m. hearing a light scratching sound that almost sounded like a ticking coming from outside the window. At first, I thought it was a bird or some sort of night creature, so I just left it alone. But as the noise kept me from falling back asleep, I wanted to scare it away, so I got up and went to the blinds, but screamed when I lifted the blinds at the sight of Miss Rose trying to pry open the window. Once she saw me, she started banging on the window with the pliers she had in her hand. The dog started barking now, and I quickly got up, told the dogs to follow me, grabbed my phone, and ran to a room with no windows, which was the bathroom, locking the door just in case she got in. I called 911 and explained the situation, quickly giving them the address from what I could remember. She said the police would be there in 10 minutes, which, for the area I was in, was pretty good considering how rural it was. I had gotten the dogs to be quiet and put them in the closet connected to the bathroom to make sure that she didn't hear them. 
I was trying to stay calm and I could still hear the pounding on the window. As I continued to talk to the operator, I then heard glass shatter. I cursed under my breath trying not to cry, but I was really scared and pretty much ready to cry from the fear of being beaten to death by someone who clearly is not in the right state of mind. I was whispering what was happening to the operator, hiding in the bathroom tub. After about four minutes of pretty much silence, I heard footsteps approaching the bathroom door and could see the shadow of feet underneath it. I then see Miss Rose get on her hands and knees looking under the crack as I let out a gasp that I can't control. She gets up, quickly pounding at the door. I can tell she's still using the pliers, and I'm at this point crying, asking the operator where the police are, to which she responds, they're three minutes away. Those three minutes felt like an eternity. I screamed at Miss Rose to please go away, and she screamed back that I shouldn't be here. Once I heard the sound of police cars, about a minute later, I hear them trying to kick the door down, and it made me feel a little bit better. I was told to stay on the line till the intruder was caught and that the police were now trying to get into the house. Eventually they did enter and I yelled to get their attention and direct them to where I was in the house. Once they got to the hallway that she was in, she was told to drop her weapon and she obeyed saying she didn't do anything wrong. They got her in cuffs and a police officer told me it was okay to unlock the door, to which I slowly got up and did so. After being taken to the police station and giving them my story for their report, I went to my parents' house as I was just too scared to be alone. The next day, I called Mrs. Brown and explained the whole situation. I got full payment even after telling them I wasn't going back to their house. They called me a few days later saying that Miss Rose was under the influence of drugs and in her words, she told the police that she decided to take care of the robber herself and that she did nothing wrong. She was charged with breaking and entering, which is kind of ironic. After this incident, I became a much more cautious and borderline paranoid person. I always make sure that my doors and windows are locked, that I have a means for defending myself, and if I ever do dog sit for anybody, I make sure to introduce myself to the neighbors first. I've never really told this story, so you have to bear with me. This happened when I was 13, I'm now 29, and in Egypt on a family holiday. I'm blonde and short, so I stuck out like a sore thumb and received a lot of unwanted, creepy attention. My little brother is also blonde, and we were traveling with our mom, so a lone female with two blonde kids was unseen back then. Pretty much daily, I was stared at and photographed out in public. My mom was even offered money to buy me, but this was all taken in stride as I understood I was like an alien to them. I noticed, however, this one cleaner in our hotel was always around us, always watching. One afternoon, I ran up to the hotel room with my little brother to grab a float for the pool, and while we were in the room, there was a knock at the door. I had to peek through the spy hole and saw the male cleaner. He shouted, clean towels, but I could clearly see his hands were empty, and there was no cart beside him. I shouted back, no thanks, and thought this would be the end of it, but no. He shouted again, towels, open the door, but I obviously didn't and just ignored him this time. Then he tried to open the door. I panicked, and adrenaline kicked in. I shut my little brother in the bathroom and told him to lock the door, 
Looking back now, I don't know why I didn't get in the bathroom with him. I wish I did. I pushed the chair I was using to spy with against the door and went to the balcony to look over the rail for my mom at the pool. The next thing I knew, he was in the room, and he didn't have any towels. He said he wanted to show me how to make swans from the towels that I had. I again said no thanks. He insisted and grabbed a towel from the bed and unraveled it. He stood behind me so my back was to his front and put the middle of the towel edge in my mouth. He started to pull the edges of the towel inwards, pulling me into him every time. I realized now what he was really doing. He twisted it and twisted it with such force I was being jolted backwards and forwards. I was terrified and could feel the tears in my eyes. Then my mom came in the room wondering why we were taking so long. She saw the man standing with me and in a near fit of rage she demanded him to leave. She stormed down to customer relations and went mental at the staff. But from recent conversations about it, I've learned that nothing happened to this man, and my mom was told, it's how men are sometimes. We were petrified to go anywhere the rest of the holiday, and stayed away from the hotel as much as possible after this. My mom also learned not to tell anyone when she's traveling alone, and never let us go to the room by ourselves. 